Welcome to Front Row Geeks. Kids was talking about her role, but no, I didn't her read brother. It. Her brother was talking about what her character arc is in the movies, and it makes sense that that was the original idea. Yeah, and that's the first time I think I've ever ro- avoided reading something to avoid spoilers. Okay, so I'm not going to tell you anything else about it. Okay, so it's pretty spoilery. Spoiler, it's, it? it's not as spoilery as you think because it makes sense with from what the first two movies, but. It is sort of a spoiler in the sense of where the two movie, where the third movie is finally going. Okay, and I think that's why I specifically avoided it because mm-hmm. I didn't want to go into the th- the next movie with, with an idea. Yeah, with too strong of an idea like that. With a pre Because there's a difference between like your fan theories and you know, watching like, oh, I wonder if this might make sense. But then once you start getting something like from Carrie's brother, you you take that whether you should or shouldn't, you might take that way too serious. Yes, exactly. And I don't. I don't I don't want to do that because. Well, I have no horse in this battle, so. Yeah, yeah and I right. think just because I think it might be more fun. Yeah. Normally, I'm not so anti-spoiler. Like I, I can well, somebody spoiled Death Stranding. Did it? Somebody did? Uh, no, I don't think so. I I would think that actually would. Spoil I think it. if someone spoiled Death Stranding for me, I wouldn't understand what they're talking about. <laughs> yeah, I would probably sound like okay. This um, sounds so bizarre that it's can't be real. Hey everybody, welcome to the new episode of Front Row Geeks Podcast. We're, that was a cold open. Cold open? Hot open. No. What's it called? Microwave. We open in the middle of a conversation. David is, is here too, sorry. We're always talking over David. Man. MPX and I always get into it. How about deep your back time? What have you been doing, David? Yes. Let's start with you. Uh, I've been playing roughly about like two to three games. <gasps> Which ones? Uh, the Combo Digimon Cyber Sleuth game. Why Combo what? Why Combo? Well, considering that like... It contains both of the games released. Is there more than one? Yeah. I guess what you're telling me? There's one that's just labeled Digimon Cyber Sleuth and the other one is Hacker's Memory. Okay. And they decided to re-release it for PS... uh, Like, re-release it on PC and... That one's definitely on my wish list. I do want to get into that. How is it? Uh, get ready for RPG Heaven. Cool. Because here's a fun little tidbit. It is made by a company that made one of my favorite RPGs. And it kind of shows. Media Vision. Okay, so like, man, that's suspense you're building up there, David. Well, tell us. Media Vision made the Wild Arms series. Wild Arms. No. I'm going to just slam you down (laughs) right there. You saw saw what I was doing. (laughs) I am confused. (laughs) I don't need to I'm thinking of a classic rock song. Because I'm not a good singer. No, it's a very solid RPG. Um, They do a lot. You have roughly about 400 of the Mons. Okay, I guess I should ask this now. Do we have Anjumon Evolutions? You have all of that. Yes. Anjumon's my favorite. 
Good luck trying Which, to Which, I know, that's really in character for me to have Angel on my favorite Digimon, but... Well, they also do, like, because some of they're the... so flaky. Exactly. MPX gets me. And they also have some of the more, like, weird, uh, like, Digimon that you wouldn't expect to be, uh, have access to. Like, they have XVmon, which, like, okay, yeah, sure, kind of have to have that. But then they have the original, like, evolution of Vmon, which is, uh, Vdramon. His, um, his, uh, his egg evolution? Or no, this is or... his, like, champion evolution. I thought that was XVmon. It's one, it, technically that's anime. His original, like, card game, which actually came first. Oh, okay. Was Vdramon, which is... You actually, like, in the official artwork, you look at it and like, holy shit, yeah, that's that's more traditional. Digital. Which one's his armored evolution from the anime? That's Flamedramon or... Thank you. That's what it was. You're right. Thank you. Which, which is in the game. Okay. You really? To, you actually have to have the egg. Oh, cool. Okay. They don't have all of his evolutions, like the light, uh, the one of Courage. Um, but, like, certain, uh, they also have uh, Magnamon. What about, like, uh, DNA uh, digi-evolutions? Digi uh, mm, trying to remember what DNA digi-evolutions like were. Like, Paladramon is one. Oh, oh. Or... The Fusion. And then Dis Desperado. Yeah. Yeah, they have those. There are certain conditions to get those. Um, because, of course, they have to... Uh, they include, some, uh, like, the... Uh, the, uh, the Digimon Knights, which was apparently something that happened... In some later season, right? I, I think familiar. it was Digimon Savers, something like that, that they showed up and then they started just continually using it because, like, a we have, uh, we have, we have like Omega Mon. I mean, Omnimon. It, that's the weird thing is that the the voice acting is completely in Japanese. So I'm sitting there reading Omnimon, but I hear Omega Mon, and I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> No! <laughs> no, it's more like, God damn it. This is like trying to watch Digimon on Netflix. God, sometimes those or digital evolutions remind me of, of like of like the anime where you start from nothing and end up wielding universes as your weapons. <laughs> Pretty much. <well, laughs> it's like, how do we go from Slug to God Megamon? <laughs> Godmon! <laughs> but, like, the, the uh, like this is not the first time I've played it, but I'm, but I'm just playing through because I was like, I don't have to switch games in the middle of it. So you actually have some of the mods that were introduced in Hacker's Memory, which came later in the first game. Which kind of helps a little bit. Why did they call it Cyber Sleuth? Because I think part of, when I first hearing, in the very, very beginning when the game was coming out, I was almost thinking, oh, is this going to be like Mystery Dungeon, but for Digimon? No, well, the reason why it's called Cyber Sleuth is the fact that per story beat, you are actually picked up by a detective after shit happens to you. Like you're the human character? Yeah. The, the main character basically encounters the evil, which are going to be, uh, I'm going to spoil, which they're actually called eaters. They're actually weird because they're not, uh, like, you take the idea of the D-Reaper from Digimon Tamers. Mm-hmm. And remove the whole eradicating Digimon. Its entire purpose is to just eat information and eat information for its own. It basically, it eats something, it gets more information, so it starts looking for stuff that has more information. And basically, you encounter one, it eats you, but unlike other people, you somehow escape and become a half cyber body. 
<laughs> oh, they, so they get animating up in this shit. Got it. Well, it's anime <laughs> through and through. I know. <laughs> because, like, everybody that else that has encountered uh, the Eaters have gone into, uh, basically, to explain a little bit of the universe, uh, this takes place in, the, uh, in a world that has a, basically, VR system. Like, a worldwide VR network called Eden. Good name. Um, Can't go wrong. Nothing ever goes wrong when you call it after Eden. Well, the, the the entire thing is like you have like these Eden goggles, because every Digimon main character has to have goggles. I'm not joking about this. <laughs> um, you put them on, you go into Eden because everybody does everything in Eden, from work, play, movies, other things. Is there an Apple anywhere in this game? Uh, that would be the company that owns. That's. That's it would not be that's Apple super, itself. That's super on the nose. I love them. I love it. But th- there's a lot of various things that go into this that actually are weirdly related to uh, like folklore and uh, mysticism, uh, because we actually did get mention of ley lines and digital. Uh, so getting back What's on that it. pineapple pen song, Digimon mysticism, cyber sleuth. <laughs> so basically. <laughs> You, you, uh, like, apparently what happens is that um, the eater didn't quite fully eat you, but full. possibly ate your connection to, like, because apparently the way it, like, you find out later in the story, because big spoilers, apparently Eden digitizes your soul. Yep, yep. And so it eats the connection between your physical body and your soul. And so your soul gets tossed out back in the real world God, as a... they really went deep into this game, didn't they? they your digital soul or your regular soul? No, your soul gets digitized. It's their soul. So your soul is now digital. Yes. No longer analog. Very <laughs> unhealthy. <laughs> That's... Whew. But... Okay. Um, <laughs> so basically, uh, people have been finding Digimon in the quotations underbelly of Eden... A.K.A. the lower levels. How can you have levels in a fucking digital space? I don't know. Uh, rude. There was no un- underbelly of Eden. Ah. Well, someone, someone hasn't read the Bible. Well, well maybe they're referring to the snake. Oh, yeah. Is there any snake imagery? Not, not that I've encountered yet. <laughs> but uh, technically the underbelly of Eden, not your Eden, the Eden in the game, called Kowloon. Everyone knows the same thing. Um... There, uh, peop, uh, like, ha- uh, hacking is now more prevalent because of quotations, the Digimon programs that somehow are handled by hackers. Sorry. <laughs> Weird tangent. <laughs> is Digimon an isekai? Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Digimon is 100% an isekai. I, okay. <laughs> not this Digimon, but Digimon in general. Yeah, okay. No, I well, have not gotten to that part first yet. First one. Oh. At least the first one. The- most of them are isekai, actually. Okay. Well, yeah, because the digital world is another world other than the regular world. <laughs> it just, so, just yes. Okay. I just need to ask that question out loud. Okay, carry on. So, basically, you get picked up by a detective who, I'll be honest, I'm damn sure is a Digimon herself, who's been acting in our world, basically trying to see how humans are. Are you human or are you dancer? Oh. Basically, she picks you up. She's a detective. 
and she goes like, okay, you're now my partner. You get to deal with everything digital. So the thing that came from that is you're the cyber, cyber sleuth. Boom! Roll credits! Right? That's what happens as soon as that happens? No. The person credits. rolls credits after the title. Or the out. intro <laughs> credits, you know? Whatever you want to call that. Yeah, but the title because comes an after sequence. the credits. It's a great montage of stylized and has colors introduced to the character. It's like a rock beat, pop, pop rock beat going on. Come on. From the 70s? Sure! But... No. You will be my cyber sleuth. No? Okay. This sounds more like Nick. But no. The basic... (laughs) The the starting plot point is basically you trying to figure out what the hell happened yourself. Which then leads into... (laughs) Your first case is you. (laughs) Well, it's basically like... the, The major... Point that Isn't it starts. that usually what happens in these stories? <laughs> yeah. yeah, the first thing that it's like, what hell happened to us? Is that usually, like, the first Digimon, why the hell are we in this digital world? We need to figure that out. Literally. Nick, like another game that recently came out, Disco Elysium, the first case is you getting up and wondering, how come I'm here? What is that game? Uh, it's or wait, a, should we save that question for later? I think we could talk about it okay. briefly. Uh, as I understand it, it's pretty much the most traditional style role-playing game you could probably have in modern world. Because I've been hearing about that a lot, and I just, I've been meaning to take a look at it. Mm-hmm. But well, it's sort of like, it's again, probably not for everyone, but it definitely has a lot more heart in it than, say, most things that come out. Just, uh, okay. I, admittedly, I haven't played it myself, and Either I haven't right. really seen much gameplay per se. But as I understand it, it is probably doing a lot more interesting things, such as it to create a much more interesting. Uh, you don't have simplified sorts. You do have skill sets, but those skills can become too skillful and actually create. They prevent obfuscate vision. Like say, you become too analytical. Therefore, too analytical, you start uh, missing certain, or you start creating an arrogance where of course I can see all the things he or you start over analyzing things yeah and it changes like some of the dialogue that you would do have like some you would get a multiple paragraph description of it versus say something with like only one would say it's a you could miss clues and things like that okay I'm definitely gonna have to google that because I knew when I heard about it it intrigued me but I couldn't remember what about intrigued what about it intrigued me okay well, any final thoughts on Cyber Sleuth? Well, I have. A, I'm not going to talk about the plot, but I'm going to talk about the gameplay just so you can get a good idea about. It. Okay, gameplay wise, you can have, th- like, when you go into battle, you can have up to three Digimon fielded, and you can have s- Angemon, Angemon, and Angemon. <laughs> no, that will never work because of certain things. Um, there is actually, like, two rock, paper, scissors... So, you mean I have to find two other Digimon to give a rat's ass about? Uh, you will actually want to feel... You actually want to have more than just those three. Because, as a heads up, um, you can have a reserve of six Digimon total. A party of six? No, a party of about nine, actually. Uh, but, like, six of them will be in the back, whereas three will be your front, uh... Actual actually participating in the battle. battle. Damn, I have, to, I have to fall in love with eight other types of Digimon. That's going to be so, difficult. Uh, as a heads up, there is actually a... Ooh, Skull Greymon was cool. 
that's going to be fun to try and get because to explain a little bit about the Digimon and how they operate is that there is the type and then the elemental, which leads into a fun bit of there are actually two uh, rock, paper, scissor type uh, mechanics in the game. The one that you actually want to pay more attention to is the type of Digimon. There are four types, and th these types have been throughout the entire Digimon universe. There is vaccine, data, virus, and free. Basically, vaccine is super effective against virus and weak against data. Data, vaccine, virus. Virus, data, vaccine. Um, whereas the elemental types are things like grass, ground, ice, water, lightning, stuff like that. So it also factors in the factor that, like, let's say that you have Flamedramon, who is, I'm pretty sure, a vaccine fire. If he goes up against, let's say, a, um, God, um, Stingmon, who is a free uh, grass type, he will be doing 1.5 damage to him. But let's see if he goes up against Vegemon, who is a virus uh, grass type, will actually be doing three times the amount of damage. Yeah, okay. Um, but let's just remove the elemental part. Is that, like, the elemental, you'll do, like, 1.5. Mm -hmm. But if you do the typing, so, like, a virus to vaccine, uh, like, a vaccine to virus, you'll be doing double damage. So whenever you're trying to fight Digimon, you want to try and fight with the appropriate typing. That doesn't necessarily mean that you want to have a party completely composed of vaccines. So all Angemon? Yeah. I mean, that's still my goal. I don't know why you're trying to deter me from this. If I just had an army of Angemon, I'd be fine. There will be at least one boss fight that you will lose. Yeah, the... Kathy just... The... Patamon is still technically a vaccine. Um, but you can't digivolve or de-digivolve in battle. And there are requirements for digivolution going up. Going down, there's only really one... Um, you can actively reverse? Yeah. Oh, it's actually... You... It, in order to get certain digivolutions, you actually want to go up and down. Three... Uh, to, uh, to basically describe the digivolution is that most of the time you will actually have more than one person and more than one thing to digivolve to. Because um, weirdly enough, Patamon can actually digivolve to, Devi, uh, to Devimon. Um, but basically, digivolution is like you'll have a level requirement. Oh, Godamon. Godamon, Angelman. Um, I'm shallow. <laughs> but generally, like, digivolutions will be, like, level requirement, stat requirement, and a couple of other things which are cam and ability. Cam is actually short for camaraderie. It's a percentage. And how you can do it is you either feed the meat at the farm, because you have a farm that just mm. will have stuff to do, or you have them participate in battle. Funny enough, the quickest way is actually just having them participate in battle. Figures. Um, whereas ability, this is where that up and down ladder thing that I mentioned comes into play. Is that 
the ability, uh, like, if you just go straight up a ladder, you may only get, like, a max ability of, like, 15, 20 max. Some of the ultimates require 80 ability to get. But generally, the ultimates are, like, also level 60 requirements, and trying to get that where I'm at in the game is... Yep. Okay, so there's a lot of finessing with your digital evolutions in this game. So you actually do want to go up and down. It's also nice in the factor that you have a field guide, which allows you to basically see well, like um, what things can technically evolve into. Because um, just some of them are like, okay, I want to reach this one, and I know what all, what they can all digivolve to and from, because like just seeing a Digimon allows you to see it on the path doesn't necessarily mean that you can digivolve to it. It just, oh, hey, I can now actually do it. Uh, like, I can see it. Um, D-Digivolution, the requirement is that you must have either gotten that Digimon or seen it. So sometimes you'll see a Digimon that you want to D-Digivolve to, and you're like, I can't do that because I have not encountered it. I have a lot of questions about this game, but I think I would just rather play it and find out. I think yeah. I got the gist of it. Yeah. Sounds great. Yeah, it's actually I'm pretty fun. I'm going to put it on my to-do list then. I'm going to have to find a, a, a place for it now. Ah, crap. Well, okay, I will find a place for it. Well, it's on the Switch, so... Yeah, I don't know if I want that to be a Switch game. I think I just, I'll just play it on PC. Okay. Um, Otherwise, then I'll never get to it. Well, in this case, time to go on to the uh, other game, because the third game is Final. Uh, is technically Final Fantasy IV. We've covered it a million times before. Unless you have something actually new to talk about this time. Well, they released the Automata thing. Uh, the new raid in 5.1. You really should just have a Final Fantasy fourteen podcast. What is it? So what's that about? Oh, they... Is that, then, uh, which one again? It's basically introducing Nier Automata yeah. in the world of fourteen. That's cool. It's kind of sad because... He's, a, he's frustrated. I have not actually done it myself. I've only seen bits and pieces. And one person, has, like, I asked him, like, hey, what rewards we can get... And he's being totally like, but it's spoilers. Like, I've played Nier Automata. Give me the info. Because nothing in that dungeon is spoilers to me. Unless B2 is the weapon. 2B is the weapon. Uh, actually, your guide in the thing is 2P, which is the... Boring. Well, as a heads up, what 2P is is basically... Uh, 2B, as, as you recall from when we played it, was basically to battle it, uh, to be as in battle. Although there's spoilers pertaining we can, to that. We can spoil it. The game's been long enough. She's not actually a 2B. She's not 2B. But 2P, basically 2P is basically the production model of her. The, the one that basically just... They took the idea of her as 2B and then converted it into an actual production model. Is this the chocolate one from... This is the quotations white dressed chocolate version. Mm. And if I saw Calder again. Yep. So do I. But uh, one of the minions that you can get from the dungeon is a stubby! The little tiny trash can bot! Oh, I like those. Um, uh, they wanted to be people. They, well, technically, they were evolved to try and be people. <laughs> but the. It should have been Pascal. Pascal should have been your minion. Pascal! I think the other minion is Pascal. Oh, okay. Awesome. I'm happy again. 
But the uh, other thing is that the final boss in the raid is, guess who? 9S. Yes. Wait. Who's 9S? 9S is the guy. The assistant. The assistant. You know. the, the one with the hacking abilities. Oh, 9S. 9S. Sorry. I had a really thing about that. I forgot his name was 9S. You had a... I, I don't know why I thought his, his name was something else. Maybe you thought his name was... <laughs> or 9S. <laughs> As he constantly tries nice. to get people... There we go. Yes, I remember who he is. I'm so He's cool. the boss? I'm nice. He's the boss. Interesting. Um, that's because I have not d- uh, gotten into Spoilers. it yet. But my guess is that the fact that uh, something happened to basically cause their world to overlap with ours. Because a... Is this before or after they can kill themselves? This may be an alternate okay. dimension. <laughs> so, no clue. Um... But the one last thing I could probably mention is that uh, you can actually get a box of glamour gear from defeating this. And everybody's been going after it, because guess what it is? The dress? It's the dress. But it has a special effect. Oh. What? What? You get a booty. Oh, Jesus. (laughs) Wait, I was expecting that if you go below a certain part of your health, uh, it's the dress part shares off. No, you get a booty on... And the dress is wearable by everyone, including the guys. Inclusivity. So people have been going like, I want me being a Rodigan, the biggest, bulkiest guy, going like, I want you to get in the dress. I'm like, God damn it. Say yes to the dress. <laughs> so now that uh, actually... It probably looks better than 9S's shorts. <laughs> Nothing looks better than 9S's shorts. You shut up. That's why we left the shorts off. Ah... Uh... But, no, the other game that I've been playing is Altevier Ryza. Oh, how's that going? Because I know we've been, in, uh, off been mic, we've been talking about that a lot. I've played, like, the pre- uh, first hour of it, so that's not much. Whereas I've gotten a little bit farther, uh, where it actually introduced the alchemy portion, because that's the major draw of all the Altevier games. Is Ryza your favorite waifu now? Ryza I like, um, but just to give you a heads up, her personality type is the tomboyish, uh, like, I hate my life, so I want to go on a grand adventure personality. Yeah. Well, she literally lives in a farm. She's a, fa- she's a farm girl that's, like... Constantly haggard by her mother for trying to... Uh, having her head in the clouds. Uh, her dad seems to be a cool guy. Her dad seems to be the all-round village nice guy because it's like literally like though he'll talk your ear off about farming. Yes. Um, her two friends. Mm, the simple uh, life. Her two friends are the guy who wants to basically prove himself to the world that he's the strongest. Also, the child of the town drunk. Yeah, there's a there seems to be this heavy hint that there may no, be no. It is because I no, actually no, found him. Oh. No. There's some hint that he, of child abuse. Oh. With that. There's lots of little... It's nice color for a video game! Yeah, there, there's hints of these dark things going on in the background because uh, a the, the the muscle friend, may, uh, his mom left because apparently his dad was abusive to her and to him. And it's a cheerful game. Yeah, yeah, it's great. It's wonderful. I've been hearing months about about thick, 
So yeah. this was not what I expected to hear. Oh, this game's about child abuse. <laughs> well, no, well, it, it it's one, it's of, one of those sub sub quests sort of things that it probably actually has things because mm -hmm. let's face it, you enter the outer world, you expect the hyper capitalism downfall. You enter a game like Riser, you don't. You're suddenly shocked a lot more if it says, "Yeah, it's about child." There's this character with a bunch of child abuse tied with him. It's like, okay, I wasn't expecting that, so it hits a bit harder. Um, whereas her other friend is essentially the town bookworm. The only thing is that his subplot is actually a lot more interesting in the fact that his grandfather had died, but his grandfather has this library of books that. Even he can't read. And so he's been trying to decipher them. So the the thing that starts out the game is that, oh, hey, some big wig merchant's coming to town because we're on this little isolated island. A.K.A. the boondocks. Literally, the boondocks. Well, the boonies. The boonies. And A.K.A. Riza and her band are actually the town troublemakers because, well... Ryza wants to go on this grand big, you know, like super... Well, mainly because there's the entire subplot that the mayor of the town has control of the water, and that's what the reason why he's the mayor is because he has essentially uh, the lifeline on everybody else's ability to live at work. Yeah. Is the merchant going to whisk her away? To okay. Life? In this case, um, we don't find out what's going on with the merchant, but we do encounter the mayor's son who is essentially the bully... Although, with certain cutscenes, you actually find out that he's a falling standard anime procedure. Not that bad of a person. It's just him and Ryza don't get along, ever. Mm -hmm. And therefore, that's why his clique is always fighting this. Yeah. So, Ryza and her buddies sneak off because today's the day we're going to sneak off on the main line and have our grand adventure. They start wanting her off, and then they encounter a girl who's being attacked by monsters. No, no. So they go in, save her, and then a new monster shows up, and we can't literally... They force you, you fight, into... You end up in a fight where you can't win. And because you do zero damage. Is so. this the end? And then the best weapon, the tiniest of barrels, shows up out of nowhere and explodes and kills the monster. Okay, you have to realize that what we're talking about here is that it is literally a full-scale model of a barrel. It has a cork in it, but it is the size of a, like, tiny cup. It's the size of, like, half a soda can. Was it made by an alchemist? Yes. Yes, actually. Ah, that's the driving force. Got it. So, basically... <gasps> I'm gonna do what you do! <laughs> well, it's like, they, like, you hear this mysterious voice, like, Cover your eyes, and then this barrel comes out of nowhere. And I like my first thought is like, what the tiny barrel? It explodes, kills the monster outright, and then KO. Get, and then we get introduced to probably the most sickliest looking guy ever. And you know, like this guy's got to be evil because lots of purple, very pale. He's even got bags under his eyes. Well, I think that may just sleep. Yeah, um, and then. Somebody who's even thicker than Ryza. <laughs> well, she has the breasts as well as the butt. Uh, and there, there, I currently have noticed something about her character that uh, actually made to note something that she made. Well, yeah, I know that. She's a homunculus? Uh, actually, no, she may be a beast man. 
Beast Man, man. Oh, man, I already man, told man. you that I'm pretty sure she eats like a rabbit person. Yeah, because the thing is, is that our ears, instead of standing upright, are like a, uh, I forgot the type of breed of rabbit. Floppy? Or, yeah. Floppier? Yeah. Well, it, it's just a factor, like, when you look at it, you don't notice it from the front, but when you look at it from the back, her ears are actually just laying back on the back of her head. Mm. So she may actually not be constantly having them pop up. There may be a point when they actually do pop up. Well, I'm just thinking it's sort of like that rabbit's that way. It naturally falls down. Yeah, but basically we encounter, um, I forget his name, but he's the alchemist, and Ryza actually asked him, like, what was that? It's like, that was the power of alchemy. Dun, dun, dun. Though I do have to agree on somebody's sentiment. Uh, it seems very ridiculous for this character to go. That I have no idea what alchemy is. When she has like uh, bottles and vials on her belt and character model at this point, <laughs> it's like there's a certain amount of like old school jank in this game. Yeah, enough. It it feels like something from the PlayStation. But then again, that's slightly understandable. It, the the studio behind this style of games uh, doesn't really have the money of a AAA developer. So. Yeah, but. It's a factor that, so he he basically says that, hey, I'm an alchemist, and Ryza gets, this is like when I'm trying to go on an adventure, and that's what gets her involved in the whole going, in, like, getting into alchemy. Um, so is it fun? It's actually kind of fun. Um, uh, the game, uh, the uh, fighting system, it's like they try to construct a system that you can pay attention to the fight. And not have to think about pressing which button next because it's all like face buttons. Yeah, it's like you press B button to just attack and then you can mash it. Well, it's not about mashing, it's also about timing it. Mashing it just makes it easier. So is it more about setup pre battle? Uh, uh, kind of, yes, kind of no. It's not me like most of the Atelier series, it's not supposed to be focused on the battle system mm -hmm. per se as the sort of just the general feel of the game. So mm -hmm. basically, um, we find out that the uh, the girl that we saved is actually the merchant's daughter who was coming to town. She had technically wandered off. And we saved her, and so basically we kind of got, became buddies with the merchant who actually was coming to the island because our island the island produces a fruit that is super... Wanted by everybody that's not outside of the world in the outside world because uh, the Kirkin fruit because well there's two names for it that the merchant is using uh -huh. and then the, the oh they, yeah that's right they just simply call it their town's fruit essentially the yeah name of their town the town is called the uh, the town is Kirkin mm. and uh, basically, the reason why the alchemist joined along is, A, he was hired on as basically kind of muscle, as well as doing an inspection of the island for... It's ruins. It's ruins. Ooh, okay. Um, so basically, our little clique decides to go talk to him, find out stuff. And so the adventure begins. And, and it starts the adventure because... And a, eventually we'll go kill God. <laughs> no, I don't think so. Uh, everything that I've heard about Altelier, that's never the case. Okay. But no, it's we find out that a the library that the the uh, that our bookworm friend has may be written in this ancient ruins languages, and so he basically has a treasure trove of information about 
the ruins. Once they start translating it, I assume. Once he uh, once he starts helping with the translation. Um, as for uh, us getting alchemy, it's kind of funny because like he initially like oh the library is going to be good, and then when he starts he, he introduces Ryza to alchemy, and he basically states out now that you either have it or you don't. So it's like okay, here's the concept: go out, grab these materials. Grab some materials. Okay, I'm going to show you how to make something. Shows it. Now you do it. And it's like, Rise is like, uh, but you only showed me once. Like, well, that's the point. Now it's a do or do. Uh, now it's a do or don't do. That didn't sound like alchemy. Literally, it just puts stuff in pot. Um, and so it's like, Rise is like, okay, finally, I'll just do it. And she makes a thing, and he goes like, this is actually really good quality. So he then switches to, I may have found something even better than the ruins. Hinting at that Ryza may actually be a lot more important important because of the fact that we find out, spoilers, that he's actually lost the use of one of his arms due to an alchemical accident. Oh, it's like pretending to use both his arms or something? No, it's like he can still use it, but like for al- he can't use it for alchemy. Uh, barring simple recipes, so he can't do some of the more good, uh, like powerful stuff. So there's probably this. I hint. guess it's a solar hands. Well, that's the closest thing which I can think of. Yeah. Well, I was gonna use the term the touch. Uh, any any final thoughts before you wrap up? Um, I'd say it's a good game. Give it a, give it a try. Um, if you're new to the uh, Altelier series, um, yeah, I'll put it on my to do list. That looks. It sounds pretty intriguing. Yeah, uh, as of right now, they've got some of the old Altelier games on Steam for sale. And we're talking like 60% off. But uh, other than that, I really have not been uh, doing much else for game-wise. I, re- I know I should be probably playing a few other games, like uh, Indivisible, because I kickstarted that. Yeah, backlogs are filling up. I know what you mean. Yeah, and then we didn't get into the movies I watched. I did watch Jojo Rabbit. I'll have to look it up. I guess you guys didn't really recognize what that is. It's a bit of a movie about. No, I've heard it before, and I wouldn't be surprised that you watched it. I mean, it's directed by Taika Waititi. Uh, I've heard that it's generally well-received. Yeah, it's. it might, might be my favorite movie all year. Until Rise of. Maybe. If it's as good as Jedi, that, that could be a strong contender. All right, in that case, we'll go ahead and close things out, and then we're, we're going to start on stream. So, obviously, you all have in the future, so you're not going to watch this, but it's time to stream Death Stranding, and I'm excited. Oh, boy. Bye, everybody. Meets back on the menu, boys. <laughs> wow. What? Wow. This has been a presentation of Front Row Geeks. Adios.